Now beginning transmission 129, Witch Doctor. File under Halloween 3 and 3D. エクノ。シュドリンクス。Twitter、Instagram、Tumblr。Facebook、Twitter、Instagram、Tumblr。Facebook、Twitter、Instagram、Tumblr。Facebook、Twitter、Instagram、Tumblr。Facebook、Twitter、Instagram、Tumblr。
That's that's wow. <laughs> that's almost as bad as where's the beef. And like even people in our generation don't even know where where's the beef. Oh, it's stuff. Wendy's commercial. I know from the good old days. Anyway, uh, so we're doing Witch Doctor this month, uh, written by oh God, Brandon Seifert. Thank you. You're welcome. And Lucas Kentner. Um, with an introduction by Robert Kirkman, which we have another book this month that's introduction by Robert Kirkman. So apparently this is introduction by Robert Kirkman month. Um, have we ever done a Robert Kirkman book? We haven't. I think we have to do a Robert Kirkman month as well. Dude, Battle Pope. Exactly. No, Battle Pope. Um, yes. Invincible. Um, there's a bunch of them. I still have never read Invincible. Invincible. I know it's like your favorite book, too. It's probably one of my favorite books. Yeah. Wicked and Divine is pretty amazing, but we've already mm-hmm. read that one. But yeah, anyway. So, uh, having never read Invincible, even though it's my favorite book, so apparently he doesn't truly love me, we have Mr. Adam. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Adam with doing stuff with Big Shiny Robot. Still figuring out uh, Bored as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Hi Andy. Andy. And now we're all in the same room. We can actually get that all completely synced yes. up. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, also doing Cinema Queens with our good friend Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, and we actually, yeah, was, uh, we just passed 1,000 downloads. So, Whoa. Yeah, we, last, last episode, we were right there. This episode, we, we crossed over. Um. Yeah, and then you can also catch me curating our grinder scruff and tights with the Z accounts. Congratulations! I like that. We are in his lovely home. I was going to try to throw it to you, and then I was going to give you a second to breathe. No, um, no, that's fine. So, <laughs> well then, okay. Uh, no, I started on this. So we are in his lovely home. That is Mr. Todd. Hi. Yes, I'm hosting today. It's the first time for Maya to come in these doors. It is. I've only been outside these doors. Right, but just he wasn't, do he know, wasn't house trained at the time, came. so we had to keep him outside on a rope. Now, now it's all <laughs> sticky in here. I know, but that's why the socks are all in the laundry. I, I didn't bring my jizzle with me. The jizzle wizzle. <laughs> the, the jizzle chisel. That's uh, from jizzle chisel. No, Adam. Adam knows the reference. Just go on YouTube, look up "jizzle" by whitest kids you know. It's like they're making fun of the ShamWow. Oh, oh, swiping cum off his arm. Okay. <laughs> Yes, so this is my house. <laughs> I love hey, I'm like, Todd, and I'm here on this podcast doing it with these lovely gentlemen here. I also do the English Class Hooligans podcast with my better half, Amy. Hi, Amy! She's actually in the other room. That's why we all yelled. That's right. So, And that worked out because none of us talked about that beforehand. So, yeah. So it's a good time. See me in Salt Lake. Say hello. We's doing She's some fun stuff. She's peeking around the corner. <laughs> You don't know this, but we say hi to you on every episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, yelling at Amy, uh, like the rest of us, we have Mr. Maya. Hi, hi. Maya. Hi. hi, Maya. Hey, I'm Maya, or Jeremiah, or hey you, or hey asshole. I answer to everything. I don't care. Barry uh, Bostwick it up. Come, come yell at me on Twitter at Mr. Maya or Instagram at the Mr. Maya. Let's talk about stuff. I love you. Oh, oh he loves yes. you. Did you steal one of my mood elevators? Elevators? Mm. Not, not today. Oh, I thought you said elevator for a second. No, elevator, elevator goes up. Elevator, up. elevator stop. <laughs> <laughs> we nearly had a spit take. Like Maya nearly spit. I, I would have owed Brian a lot of money because the, this equipment would have stopped working. Yeah, that, that nearly was the end of these episodes. For just a Dude, I love Plucky Duck. Choo choo go down the hole. Aren't they bringing Tiny Toons back? They are. They are. Oh, yeah. Wow. I still need to watch the new Ducktales. Woo! I almost had David Tennant sign that at Fanex, but instead I had him sign a picture of uh, him and Jessica. Jessica. 
So, um, hey, and I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based in Southern California. Um, and uh, yeah, I have a job interview for something fancy now tomorrow. So yeah. as as we record this, so hopefully as this comes out, I have a, a, a new gig. Another gig that I won't be able to talk about, but a new gig. When, when do you head back? Is it a phone uh, interview, or do you have to, do you fly to do, back in the morning? And no, I'm, I'm have to do it as a phone interview. Like the funny thing is, so I interviewed for another position, and I had to mm-hmm. do it by phone. And they're like, and I got on the interview because I know the guy who's interviewed me. He's like, I thought you just didn't want to come in, and I was like, no, I'm actually in another state. And so then of course <laughs> they just called me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be in the state, but I can do it via like Skype. And they're like, okay, cool, we'll do it that way. So I have another interview tomorrow. But so yeah, another job I can't talk about. Uh, but uh, if I ran into you at Fanex and said, hey, and you're now a listener, hey. Welcome to the party. I mean, yeah. it's been a few weeks now, so you're probably listening. But we're, as we're recording this, uh, FanX was just yesterday, and uh, Todd and I had a good time. And uh, Maya and Adam were too cool to come hang out, but that's that's fine. I, no, I, we had I other had, reasons. I had stuff. There were reasons. Fun. Meaning you were too cool. You had stuff to do. Anyway. I just I had to sit this one out. So I know. I get that. I get that. Uh, but actually, I was pretty proud of my panels. I think we did pretty well. And I had a, you did a good job. I, I, eventually, I'm going to figure out what the hell I'm doing on these things. Mm-hmm. And then they'll make you a moderator and you'll be fucked again. I think I'd be okay <laughs> I think moderate. the real trick is just to refuse to moderate. Actually, I, I enjoy moderating more than being on a panel. Same. Because you, you do more prep for it. Yeah. But then you... Because, again, a good moderator lets the, lets the panelists be up there and shine. Yeah. So you just got to get out of the way and direct traffic. Mm-hmm. Well, and moderating is probably not too dissimilar to what I do on a weekly basis. It's cat wrangling. So, yeah, what? so I'm, I'm, I have a feeling that actually my mom, I think, she at yeah. one point in time when, I, when she came to see one panel, she's like, I think you'd be a really good moderator. And I'm like, I think it was also after a panel where the moderator was not necessarily great. But anyway, so uh, so this month uh, we are doing Halloween horror books like we always do every mm-hmm. October. Spooky ghosts. Spooky ghosts. Which is the funny thing Spooky is, I always man. think we're going to run out of Halloween books, and then we there's there's so many horror books. It's not so many. It, there's actually a long tradition of horror comics. In fact, that's part of what got the comic book code initiated was the fear of kids reading demonic books and what. I had a bunch of those, like the like the Tales of the Crypt and. Oh really? As a kid, oh, my parents great. my parents were fine letting me read the comics. I just couldn't watch the show. I don't remember the Tales from the Crypt show, but I do remember a, a Friday the 13th show, which was a very similar thing. I remember watching a marathon of it on a church retreat of all weird things. Wow. It was on TV, and the person who was supposed to be watching us had fallen asleep early, so I stayed up and watched all of these. Like, they weren't very good, to be honest with you. I remember a Tales of the Crypt in my little teenage puberty-addled brain. Still remembers one particular episode. Were there well. boobies? Yeah. It, it displayed quite nicely in this white bra. It was nice. <laughs> Yeah. It's amazing what kind of images stick in your head. Just there kind of forever and yeah. ever. Yeah. Anyway. It's a good thing you're sitting under a table. That's true. Mm-hmm. The table just did lift a few inches, though. It's just floating. That. <laughs> that, was, that was the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to do is one. So anyway, uh, Adam, why don't you give us a, a, a quick like little preview as to what... Uh, which doctor is? Since you are the one. Oh, he's going to read right after the back of the book. No, no, I just I can't never remember his name. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam is the one who recommended this to me originally, way back in the day. Um, and uh, so yeah, so Adam, what, what's this book about? So basically, uh, you got this guy named Doctor Morrow or Morrow, however you want to say his name. He is uh, a magician slash doctor, and he goes around with his assistant Gast, who used to be like a paramedic or work at a hospital. Uh, was fired for some reason. You find out later what that was. Uh, also helped by his uh, sidekick Penny, who kind of has like a weird like monster hand. And can do like can sense monsters, and uh, the book's kind of set up almost like Monster of the Week, where they go and they try to, you know, the first one this kid's possessed, so they go there and they try to get the demon out of him. The next one, there's these uh, weird creature that's swapping babies out, 
Uh, he goes around solving these things, trying to heal people, and uh, gets in trouble for it sometimes. Okay. But basically, he's it's kind of fun because he uses the supernatural to and like actual real science and medical stuff to explain like why what's happening to people, like you know what a vampire is like. It's actually this parasite and this and that. So it kind of takes some of your traditional tropes of like exorcisms and vampires and fish people and Cthulhu and stuff and uh, makes its own mythos. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of like Doogie Hauser or Grey's Anatomy in a evil you know dark world kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, the way we need to have for every single book that we do, we need a drinking game. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Uh, we'll start with Mr. Adam. What is your drinking game rule? So mine's called, hi, my name is, uh, every time they introduce <laughs> someone, uh, and like their name pops up in like a little rectangular, like vo- uh, word bubble, uh, take a drink. Cool. Um, mine is called, well, there's your problem, which is, uh, every time the doctor gives a uh, prognosis, take a drink. Um, uh, Mr. Todd, what is yours? Ew. Fluids. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something that Adam never says. I know. Actually, that ties into the name of my drink, too. (laughs) (laughs) So every time during each one of these episodes that something sliced open, puked upon, just flying everywhere, and there's just these fluids just flying all over the place of unknown origin, it's just kind of a... Have a drink. See, that doesn't work for me because I know where the fluids come from. But do you do the... Part? I do like a... It's more um, of a gurgling. Gurgling, yeah. Yeah, okay. Where's your hand off? This is why that little lady at your church couldn't listen to the show, is things like that. Oh, it's, yeah. That's absolutely. So, we, so we're part of the Hello Sweetie podcast network, and we actually mm-hmm. got kind of a complaint. Oh, yeah? From Cinema Queens, because uh, Charity hit me up, and she's like, hey, so with your promo, would you mind maybe redoing it and saying it's like a not safe for work episode? I'm like, well, it's marked as explicit if you download it and this and that. And she's like, oh, because someone, I mean, she's like, I love it, because I think it's fun that you're raunchy, but someone... Uh, wrote mm-hmm. to me and said something about you had a bit about microwaved cum. And I was like, well, yeah, it loses all the flavor that way. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, this actually is tame compared to what we do in Cinema Queens. Well, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take heart in that. that, that it's, it's, we're, we're the family or friendly podcast, <laughs> I guess. Tell your parents, kids. <laughs> Tell your parents. At least it's not Cinema Queens. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Maya, what's your drinking game rule? Uh, so... The name for mine I had originally sent to you guys as Mystic Mumbo Jumbo, but yep. I think I'm going to rename it to Ooe Ooaa Ting Tang Walla Walla Bing Bang. It's anytime Doctor Morrow or anyone uses any kind of big mystical, demonic, religious sounding word, take a drink. Cool. So this point in time in the show where we our votes as to whether or not we believe it is worth you, our dear listeners, hard-earned time and money and effort to go hunt this book down and read it. I know what your answer is going to be, Mr. Adam, but I have to ask, is this a yay or a nay? Yes, definitely. Cool. Uh, Mr. Todd? Yeah. Okay. Mr. Maya? Yes. 
And uh, I'm a yes as well. I'm going to be 100% honest on, with you on this one, though. Um, mm-hmm. Before I reread this book for the show, it would have been 100% no. I don't know what it was, but from the first time I read it, I hated it. And mm-hmm. I thought, Adam is crazy. I don't know why he loved this book so much. And then, uh, and we'll get into it when we get into the spoiler category. I think there's a few things I know why I didn't like the first time I read it. Um, but reading it the second time, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm definitely a yes as well. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a strange book. And I can see if you're not in the right headspace for it, it could definitely be something that you wouldn't enjoy. Uh, the, I, well, I mean, it doesn't really spoil it, so I'll, I'll say it now. And so, for those of you who are, I can act as a fair warning. Um, the first time I read it, the, the character has sort of a snarky, the main character has sort of like a snarky uh, commentary going on through the whole course of this book. Mm-hmm. And when I first read it, for some reason, I found that relatively obnoxious. And when I read it the second time, I thought it was actually very funny. Okay. Um, and I think that was one of the things that put me off was like, I was like, yeah, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? So I think, I don't know what it was about it, but like I was just ne- not necessarily in the right mood for that kind of humor. It's definitely funnier than you expect it to be. Um, so, you know, I mean, yes, it has some gross out sort of stuff, but expect more, um, I would say expect more Beetlejuice and not as much like, you know, traditional horror film when coming. I mean, I know we're mm-hmm. doing this in October, but it's it's definitely a lot funnier than you're going to expect it to it's be. It's like funny gross out. It's, kinda, it's like Tusk yeah. Avenger. Tux Avenger or no. Garbage Pail Kids or, you know, that kind of thing. So that's a little more what you're to be expecting. So Garbage Pail Kids grow up. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's uh, that's our little warning for that. So uh, we will now take a little break. We'll give you a chance to uh, to read the book. And then uh, when you come back, we will spoil the living shit out of it. So this has been your warning. Ooh. And also, uh, we're not we're not suitable for work at any point in time. But at least we're not cinema queens. Exactly. <laughs> that should just be like our tag now. Can, yeah. Funny can, books and firewater. At, at least, least we're not, not cinema, cinema queens. queens. Can, can you add that onto our promo for the, the funny books promo? I could. At least, yeah. at least, at least we're, we're not, not cinema, cinema queens. queens. <laughs> <laughs> I might do that actually. That, is, <laughs> that, that would work. <laughs> Love you, Chris. I'm, I'm gonna make bumper stickers. At least we're not, we're not cinema, cinema queens. Funny books and fire. But I can't use that because I am cinema queens. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we'll see you on the flip side. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Hi, everybody. This is Matt. And I'm Trevor. We're the co-hosts of the Nighthawks podcast, a movie podcast for people who like to stay up late. We've just joined the Hello, Sweetie podcast network, expanding our podcast empire and bringing the world to its knees. Take a seat in the Nighthawks diner with us. We're going to talk to you about movies. We've got new movies, old movies, movies we love, movies nobody loves. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and at nighthawkspodcast.com. Hi, that was pretty good. Do you think they'll listen? Uh, The good ones always do. Cool. Uh, so welcome back. Uh, let's see, Mr. Adam, I'm going to throw you on the spot again because yes. you are the one who recommended it. Do you want to give us a quick little summary? I mean, it is sort of a Monster of the Week kind of book for those of you who haven't read it. But, uh, you know, a quick little summary of, uh, of the story and uh, then we'll move on with our daily lives. Okay, yeah. I mean, so it opens up with there's this kid who's been possessed. So Dr. Morrow comes in with his uh, cohorts Gast and Penny to try to subdue the kid. But Penny has a way where she can actually has a venom running through her veins that she can use to uh, make, make monsters stop. They go back to his lab and they find out that uh, they explain that possession is basically like there's like a larva of a demon in you and that is used to use like, kind of like a pupa type thing. I uh, go to try to bring it out and they find out that he can't because this kid's like Legion. He's got like a bunch of spirits in him. So they have a magical umbrella that keeps him safe. So they take him home and basically feng shui all of his landscapes so that while he's at home the demon inside of him is asleep. But he's still Bubble Boy. He's still Bubble Boy, yeah. yeah. It, it's basically Bubble Boy in a, in a big house kind of thing. 
and they actually reference that. Uh, the second one is they uh, this family's all freaked out because their baby looks all weird and fucked up, and that's actually one of the creepiest scenes in the whole book. Is nice. That baby, shake it. Yeah. Ooh. So Doctor Morrow explains that there's this uh, like alien, there's a queen with this weird queen bug fairy. thing. Fairy. It's a cuckoo fairy. Mm-hmm. Cuckoo fairy. Uh, and, but like cuckoo birds do, she goes and she eats the baby and then replaces it with one of hers. Uh, the only way to find out if a baby is a, uh, a fairy larva or real is you shape the fuck out of it, which actually... Looking at that baby, it's pretty fucking obvious. It was a oh, weird yeah. looking baby. And the fact that the baby is like using like adult terms when it's supposed to be like an infant and being like mother father. it could be just a case of a face that only a mother but it had like an old man's voice that was the creepy thing too but actually that, that was what sold me in this book with my buddy Kylie was like I should check it out and he told me that basically you find out if it's a fairy baby by shaking the fuck out of it I'm like mm-hmm. oh I'm in uh, so they're they're trying to figure out where it is because generally like the, the fairy queen or like the the main fairy will like hide out an area to keep an eye on all the kids you find out that she actually is uh, at a hospital so she's going mm-hmm. in the infant's room and like replacing them so they fight her uh, fight, she fight, gets fight, killed fight, fight, with, fight. Yeah, with basically like Excalibur you find out uh, the third one opens up with Dr. Morrow is kind of under investigation because something happened they don't really tell you uh, one of his cohorts who runs a museum I believe it was I can't remember her yeah, name yeah it, it was a museum mm-hmm. um, uh, it's a museum of like the supernatural and bizarre or something yeah. that she brings him like a fish person and it's the creature from the Black Lagoon creature from Black yeah. Lagoon uh, Looks w- great. Which got some in that movie last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we find out. Uh, we learn that Penny has like this weird other creature inside of her, and like they kind of go back and forth on her shoulder, like the angel and the demon. Uh, they go try to find where the fish people are from, and they discover that there's this whole like clan of them, and they're worshiping like this thing because they have like the. We learn the story about uh, basically about Doctor Morrow. What happened was that he was tasked because he pulled basically a sword out of the sword in the stone, Excalibur, and he's tasked to kind of save the world from the ancient ones who are, you know, all asleep and all the creatures and monsters that we know basically come from them. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it, again, it goes into detail explaining how, like, all oh, these are all, like, parasites or larvae. It's not, like, supernatural. It's, it's supernatural, but it's more science-based. Uh, they go ahead and, and they kill everyone because they find out that the only way you can kill them is with antibiotics because they're, like, a disease. Are they kind of like a thetan? Maybe like a thetan, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we actually we will get into some Scientology shit later this month. To be honest with you, clean room is fucking all up in the Scientology. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. So then you find out that there's this other group of people that are worshiping like this ancient ones artifact thing, and they're like in the old ancient like plague masks they used to wear back in the during the Black Death. Mm-hmm. And that kind of ends your run of the first story. Then it skips to chapter zero, which is uh, this Doctor Morrow. He's experimenting on this guy who is a vampire, uh, and he pulls like the vampire like a larva out of it and basically gives it a truth serum and asks it questions uh, and fucks up because one of the questions was like don't you know who I am or something like that and he's like mm-hmm. well that was your first question he's like fuck uh, they try to save the guy by when they kill it but they couldn't get the holy the grail water from the holy grail into him on time so he dies and then they're like okay well let's go unthaw another vampire because I feel like cutting things open today <laughs> right and well, he also feeds the vampires to Penny as well. Yeah, his, yeah, because Penny, Penny dreadful, Penny, uh, Penny dreadful eats monsters, so she has to eat so often. And so when she was really, really hungry when they were working on the fish monster, the creature from Black Lagoon, all of a sudden look over and she's like trying to eat it. I'm like no, no, bad Penny. And then yeah, we this. do that outside. And she looks all sad when she put it back to him. Oh. She did it, and you can see all this internal conflict of like the angel versus the demon mm-hmm. on her shoulder going, but we want to eat it, and she's like, but he's protecting us. It was good fun. So, okay. Well, Todd, what are your thoughts? You know, I really dug the art in this. So that was a whole lot of fun going through this. Lucas Kettner, you're the man. Um, it's 
it's a whole lot of fun because um i mean even my whole game is ooh fluids <laughs> it is um there's like a tactile sensation with all the blood and guts and gore and fish stuff and just blood and guts and boobs and butts yeah it's all going on there and it's gets quite the reaction from me it's um shadowed well it's it's got a very lived in look for it as well so it's the art's fully realized and i really dig that so it's um yeah go ketner because i dig your artwork here and the coloring and all that was just fantastic i do enjoy the each episode's like a creature of the week um as much as i love strong arc centric 10,000 page epic tomes the um episodic story of the week too definitely has a good strong place in my heart and this is playing a good time with it and you have the occasional little bits that seem to be carrying on but i absolutely love the sword that can cut anything you just have to teach it first and but don't stick it in anything yeah just don't stab with it just don't stab but you can cut and it's it was just a whole lot of fun as it was going through it did um there were some parts that felt like heavily borrowed and influenced and absolutely, it's there. I mean, there's a lot of this Cthulhu stuff going on, and you've got these things. It's just, it's, but I did enjoy it. And I had good fun, and I'll probably be picking up more of these from. There, there's Seifert. only one, one other book. Yeah, you it's stopped? a really limited. Yeah. yeah. Why'd you stop, Seifert? There's, yeah, there's only 10 uh, issues. I don't know if it counts issue zero or not. Was okay. it intended to be that only, many, only that many episodes, or was it uh, just a sales well, issue? The, I'm looking right now. The volume two is a is a second six issue miniseries, and it looks like a one shot. Okay. So I wonder if it wasn't doing well, and they're like, "Hey, we'll give you a one shot to kind of finish stuff off." And what I do enjoy with the personality of it with his doctor is like, yeah, I know the grounds don't look great, but it's in better shape than when first appearances are going on. Yeah. And there was just. Um, you can tell from the writer's mind, and it was fleshed out with the art and whatnot. It was—it's a fully realized world, and it's doing that well. And it's by having a good time, shaking the shit out of a baby just to see whether or not it's things like, "But what if you're wrong?" He's like, "I'm not," and I'm like, "This is hilarious." <laughs> but what if? But, but what, what if? if? You are wrong. But I'm not. So, I mean, it's a you know, creature of the week. It's house. Yeah. As a supernatural thing. Yeah, that's a good, way, that's yeah. a good way to look that's at it. That's a better yeah. description than... Ha- House meets Doctor Strange. Yeah, a little bit going on about there. I was I was going with Doctor Strange more because he is very... Or House meets like John Constantine. I was, per- thinking, I was thinking Constantine as well, but Constantine's more spiritual. Per- sort right. Per- personality Yeah, Yeah. yeah and no, I'll probably... One of my more favorites is there's the... Um, you've got the kids like, oh, look, it's a possession. He's talking to the priest. And he's like, well, I can fix it or you can pray. But... <laughs> Go pray over there, and I'll fix it. Yeah, you you have a concussion. Go to the hospital. Well, and that's and that's one of the things I liked about this book is the that while they call them demons, they're not really demons in the biblical sense. I like that all the all the monsters, uh, well at least vampires mm-hmm. and the demons and the fairies, they're all different. They're more like parasites. Yeah, it's they're going like on. C- Cthulhu parasites, and I, I really dug the. Uh, when he was explaining, uh, when they were watching the little film reel that explained like. Uh, the origins of them coming to Earth. So mm. they're like aliens? Thetans? <laughs> yes, Thetans. Hold it for Clean Room. Just wait for Clean Room. <laughs> Have you read Clean Room yet? No, I haven't read Clean yeah. Room yet. Just trust me. Just hold all your Thetan jokes for Clean Room. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no more Xenu. All right. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, it's Not for this book. Okay. It, it, clean Room is all up in the Thetans. I'm just saying. Like, 
All up in its guts. All yeah. up in its All guts. Up, yeah, like, OT level seven shit there. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, literally, like, I'm not kidding. Like, it is hard to read Clean Room and not go, oh, they're making fun of Scientology. Okay, I see what's going on here. Like, it's... This is actually what Scientologists believe. It's, it's not to that point, but it's, you know, it's, it's pretty fucking close. So. Okay. Well, all right. Hey, Zenu. <laughs> well, Mr. Maya, what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm, you know, just... I like the mythology. I like I dug, mm-hmm. like this as Todd said. This guy uh, has created a world that has a much richer backstory than has probably been ex- uh, probably been explored yet. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, there is a lot of places that this could go. Um, I, I I wish this was still continuing. I want to see uh, Vincent here save the world completely. Or crossover with, or you know, mm-hmm. it'd be, actually this would be kind of fun. He'd be a fun character to like crossover, like Invincible or something like that. Like, although Invincible's done as well, but like that would be kind yeah. of an interesting one of you know having uh, Invincible crossover. We and get it. You like Invincible? Blow me, clown! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a phrase we use at work all the time, and so I changed to be fellatiate me, funny man, uh, <laughs> to be politically correct for work. Fellatiate me, funny man. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna make a drop of that now. Uh, so, he's skilled in the terms of analingus. Um, analingus. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Well, so other than shaking babies, what was what was your love of this? Because you recommended this to me as well. So yeah, the, I think I think did I recommend it last Halloween or one, I don't know. It's, a I couple. read it. Uh, yeah, maybe last Halloween. It might have been one of those books that you had recommended and I bought as a potential, mm-hmm. and we didn't end up doing it so but i remember which, reading about last year which yeah. means brian read it and was like fuck you adam yeah, no much. it wasn't even that uh, <laughs> I, I, not making the list now what, no what ends up the, the, behind the scenes what, like what <laughs> ends up happening is we start recommending books and sometimes like i'll just start buying books that people recommend because i'm like well if we don't do it this year we'll do it next year anyway and so I, I think that's why i picked it up originally uh so yeah so anyway but what like outside of the shaking babies what was uh, what was your attraction to this book? Uh, I, I think when this when I started reading it was when I was also reading the Hellraiser series, so I was kind of already in that mood for like the the supernatural and kind of gross out comics, and it was just you know the, when you read it, you said you didn't like it at first because of like the running dialogue he has and kind of that snarkiness. I love snarky stuff like that, so his I, character just because it's you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, like I'm gonna take the personal blame on that. You know what I mean? I think it just either I wasn't in the right headspace or I went into it expecting it to be something else, and then you know, and that happens too. Yeah. Or it could have been both. Yeah, it probably was. Like you could have just been, you know, not in the right mood, and then yeah, read it and you're like, oh, I thought it was something else. Well, because I also get in these moods where like I'll read a lot of a certain type of thing, you know what I mean? And so like if I was reading a lot of like really serious comics, then all of a sudden I have a snarky one that might necessarily like, like from good. Underwater Welder to so, this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, completely. Yeah, it would not have fit into that thing. But like when we're doing a bunch of fun horror books, it it felt. I mean, because like this was I've read all the books for this month except for the last one, mm-hmm. and this was the most recent one I read. I kind of read them sort of in backwards order, um, and but like really dug it. When I'm in that mindset, it really gotcha, it yeah. really fun. So, so um, yeah, no, I, I I picked it up and like I just uh, recommended it to me. So I picked, I think it was the first two issues were out, and I just I loved the idea, the characters, the artwork was fantastic, as Todd's pointed out. Mm-hmm. And I always like it when something takes what you already what you think you know about. So you, we've still seen The Exorcist, we know about demonic possession, we know about uh, fish people, or we know about vampires, and he creates this new mythos in this new world, like Maya was saying, and. I, also, when I was into this was when I first started getting into um, like more like HP Lovecraft and Cthulhu. There were some board games yeah. I was playing, and so I was already on a Cthulhu kick as it was. Mm-hmm. And so this just kind of dovetailed right into that, and I I just ended up loving the character. Like, I like I liked how snarky he was. The art, like I said, I already kind of repeated myself now, but it just it was really really fun. And mm-hmm. 
it was just kind of one that I was that no one knew about, and obviously because it only went for ten issues, so you know people didn't really care about it back then. Yeah, it's a fun little hidden gem, you know. With the books that we've done that have had, you know, sort of thematic or direct ties to Cthulhu Mythos, this one is much better than the last one we did the last The last year. one we went last Halloween, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that book was awful. But sometimes it's fun to have a book just to hate on. It is. Well, and yeah, and the unfortunate thing is the person who recommends that book gets hated on as well, and I still am apologizing for <laughs> uh, Nutjob. I'm sorry. Should have read Dead President. fucking awful. Yeah, but see, Brian doesn't like Dead Presidents. Oh, see, I love Dead Presidents. I know. That's the thing. I mean, that's a a totally different issue. But, like, there are three people here who have read a fair amount of Deadpool, and we have completely Mm. different perspectives on which run of Deadpool is the best. So that's a totally other different issue. Um, Okay, and then also I was just kind of getting into more adult-oriented. I think I read this one about Mm. the same time as Crossed. Oh, yeah. So I was kind of discovering them more, which we (laughs) still need to do Crossed for us. Uh, Crossed is going to be another book that I think is going to be very divisive. But just to, no, the, yeah. the only good well, the, there's from two good Cross. I was going to say from what I've heard, the only good one is like volume one. Volume one, actually, volume two, mm. Family Values, pretty good. But then volume three was Psychopath, and that was just going gross to be gross, and I hated that character. So, and they brought him back in Cross Badlands, which pissed me off. Uh, but no, it was it was just a fun book, and you're not going to get your life changed out of it. But mm-hmm. it's definitely a page turner. You can go through it pretty fast. And I I do wish they were continuing on because. If I remember correctly, the second book is more about him and some stuff he's going through, not so much the Cthulhu stuff. But again, I haven't mm. read it like in six years, so I could be completely wrong. Gotcha. Well, and, I mean, I could see him and Cthulhu would be really fun as well. Uh, you know what? Let's jump into some cocktails, shall we? Yeah. Behold, Mr. we finally fulfill the second half of our Mr. title and make with the fire Mr. water. Alcoholics Uh, Mr. Todd, what's your drink? So, one of the episodes from here is that's quite the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. So, on this one, I'm going for the fishbowl cocktail, but it's really a party punch drink for everyone to drink. So, as I talk about this thing, it's going to be in mass quantities. Mass quantities. quantities. That's right. (laughs) So, either you're a conehead or it's for many people. Or you're an alcoholic. Or you're an alcoholic. Or a professional alcoholic. And what also shows that you're an alcoholic is it claims it only takes about five minutes to make this thing start to finish, which isn't too bad. But now if you can drink it in five minutes start to finish, then you really got something there. But it's designed to serve eight. Okay. All right. All right. So this has a full cup of rum, a full cup of good vodka. I love that it says good vodka. Vodka. It says avoid the cheap stuff. None of that plastic bottle shit. None of that plastic bottle shit, right? Three quarters of a cup of blue curacao. One and a half cups of sweet and sour mix, four cups pineapple juice, four cups lemon lime soda, ice, Swedish fish, and citrus fruit slices to put on top. You know, everything needs to have a flourish. So how you make this thing is you fill your fish bowl a third full with ice. You can finally get the little pellet ice cubes, you know, from like Sonic and whatnot. Crunchy ones. Yeah. Pour in the rum, vodka, and the blue curacao, and give everything a little bit of a stir. You know, just a bit going on. Pour in the sweet and sour, pineapple juice, and lemon-lime soda on top. Add more ice as needed to get the bowl just about full. Create a good layer on top so you can hold the fish. Then you take your Swedish fish fish out, and you sprinkle the top of that bowl with the Swedish fish. And then you hand everyone a straw. And it's a big punch bowl with a straw with the fish on top. Then you're all, um, as a group sucking the shit out of that fishbowl of booze. That's what Adam did last weekend. 
just last weekend. Shit, I try every single fucking day. Uh, okay, so here's the thing about Swedish fish. They are a lie. You know this, right? They what? Swedish fish. What about them? They're made in Canada. Yeah, eh? <laughs> Those lying bastards. I know. Breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Mr. Maya, what is your cocktail? Uh, my cocktail, at least I was looking at the ingredients when Todd was reading his, is kind of similar. So is mine, his. actually. <laughs> um, but mine's called The Creature from the Black Lagoon. All right. It's, it's two, great minds think alike. Two ounces of kachaka. I've got that. Uh, wasn't he? In, oh, I was like, wasn't he in Black Panther? <laughs> <laughs> two ounces of Midori, one ounce of Cruzon coconut rum, one ounce of lime juice, one ounce of pineapple juice. Uh, mix those together and shake violently. This I, says, yeah, for well, a good thirty seconds. I'm surprised Adam didn't come up with that one. Uh, mm. Strain it into a large rocks glass filled with crushed ice and set a reamed lime. Half, reamed. Half I did in, take part of that one. <laughs> half in the ice. Uh, as a bowl and fill that with uh, one ounce of Kraken or other any other dark rum. Add a straw and enjoy. Okay. See that um, kachaka you're talking about? I don't even know how to say it, but that's what's in the caperina. So your classic Brazilian drink. It's caperina and basically simple syrup with lime. Oh, that looks. That great. looks delicious. Actually, it really does look delicious. I'd say we could make one, but because we are in Utah, we don't have a grown-up state. We can't get the shit to make it. Well, although it might also be in Todd's. Todd's closet. So. Yeah. I have a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I I could. I would be surprised if you didn't actually have all this. If you have the kachaka, I'd be surprised uh, if you don't have everything else in there. Well, maybe the well, the pineapple juice. I might have that. Oh, okay. well, that we can get. Yeah, right, sure. right, right. I've got a dark rum floating back there. Okay. And Kraken rum's really good too. Yeah. I don't have the Kraken rum though. Kraken is about the. Do you have? But do you have a, just like a dark rum? Dark I think spice so. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it says any other. Yeah, Kraken actually made a ginger beer too that I had at a mm. like a little fancy, fancy pants restaurant in LA. It was actually really good. Um, it was a a ginger beer with a Kraken rum. It was, well, but it was a Kraken brand ginger beer. It was pretty interesting. Huh. Pretty good. So, All right. Since we seem to be going around the table, not that that matters to you listening at home, but to they us, can tell. They, I'm sure they can. They can tell. Um, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna take mine next. Uh, so uh, mine, I'm calling the. Well, it's the dreadful trade, and it's in British measurements. I apologize. Mm-hmm. So it is 50 milliliters of Tanqueray, 20 milliliters of fresh lemon juice, and 25 milliliters of Orgeat, and one dash of the Bitter Truths Creole bitters. Um, you are going to shake and strain into a glass and garnish with dehydrated lemon and fresh sapphire. Um, Mr. Adam, what is your cocktail, sir? So since we're all kind of on a citrus kick. Um, mine is called the uh, fish fluids. Ah, <laughs> uh, fluids. Uh, so you uh, put crushed ice into a highball glass. Uh, you pour in one ounce of peach schnapps, one ounce of blue curacao, two ounces of vodka, or you can use white rum, as long as it's a light rum. Uh, you stir, and then you top with Sprite and garnish with a lime wheel. So if you have wheel, Sprite and some fruit juices. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of a tiki kind of. It's interesting that we went tiki with all of these. Well, like, it's like fall when we should be doing like pumpkin spice. I know. Well, but I mean, it's like... We it's, ain't no basic bitches. Just speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're kind of basic bitches. God damn it. Especially you, Maya. Most definitely basic bitch. Well, cool. Um, does anybody else have something they desperately want to express about this book before we move uh, on? It's not for your kids. It's definitely not for your kids. It's definitely not one of the, the kiddie oh. books. Did, so I had the digital copy, and yes. I, I read this originally in... in, in uh, in single issues, so I'm wondering if it's the same in yours. Uh-huh. But for whatever reason, anytime they cussed, it was blacked out on mine. 
I didn't. I noticed it on one of them. I didn't notice it anywhere yeah, else. I mean, this, this book isn't you know it's the adults only because it's uh, of the content, not so much the actual like language. Yeah, but I mean, anytime it's it said like fuck or shit, they will block it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's part of the. I think it's part of the, part gag. Of the gag. Yeah, I figured it was. I just didn't know if maybe it was different in like the the actual print version aside from the digital version. Yeah, it, it's definitely in mine for sure. I remember that. Um, just for your information on the back, because you know, you know how what, what was it? Whatever we did last week, it was. Uh, oh, it was it was. Uh, a ringside. Ringside. Was, yeah. Crime. This is horror slash medical drama. Is what it's listed as. I think we okay, Maya. This is your new segment. It's going to be what is this book listed as? Uh, it only works with image books, I think. Well, we'll find out. Maya might have a new segment. Mm-hmm. I hope he does. So, well, cool. Then let's uh, jump into final grades. <laughs> Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking bummed. God, please, no! 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 Uh, for the writer, uh, Mr. What's his, pronounce his name for me, please, Todd? Brandon King. Seifert. Seifert. Like okay. Siegfried Seifert. Okay. So for Brandon Seifert, uh, what is your grade, Mr. Adam? Uh, I'm going to go with an A because I said it, it creates this wonderful world. It takes what you already know, turns it on its head. It's well written. Uh, again, it's, it's funny. It's dramatic. It is creepy and gross. And I just had a blast with it, so... Cool. Mr. Todd? I'd give it a B plus. I had a lot of good fun with it, left to right. I wanna this would make a great T V show type of it. Actually, yeah, that's true. Like yeah. HBO. So yeah. Yeah. as just going through this like a I mean, doctor. You could even do it like on CW just with a little bit less score. Or you FX. Uh, mm-hmm. I disagree. FX. Supernat- Supernatural gets away with a ton of gore. Okay. So then, yeah, so you could do it on CW. Do it even. totally on CW. Yeah. Because language and sexuality is not necessarily an issue. So like, you don't even have to have it on like something like an HBO or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, like, you know, on your CWs and those kind of shows, they can say fuck whenever they want. The reason mm-hmm. why they don't is because advertisers. advertisers. Yep. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, look at FX. Follow the money. Yeah. Uh, sunny. Always sunny. And yeah. last, last year they did the, the seven dirty words you can't say on television and said them all. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh, what's your grade, Mr. Adam Maya? Uh, I'm going to give it an A. I really enjoyed it. I really wish there was more than the two. Uh, and I'm totally in agreement. I would love to see this as like a TV show. In fact, I'm surprised it, it no no studio executive or anything has discovered this because this this could be something to... Or it might just to, be in development mine. hell. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but cool. also, it's one of those things. No one knows about this book. Yeah, like, whenever I say true. it, they're like, what the fuck is that? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, and I'm going to go with a, an A minus. Like, I really liked it a lot. It's just, um, it's not the greatest thing I've ever read. So, like, I'm, I'm withholding my A for, you know, Wicked and Divine and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Uh, for Lucas Kettner and the rest of the um, the team, did he color it as well? I'm just going to check that. I To be honest with you, let's see. Colors were by Sunny Go and uh, Andy Troy, uh, James Grant. And they had a special medical consultant on it, too. Karen Anderson. Ooh, maybe <laughs> A medical consultant. Like, That's kind of awesome. Where actually. can I shove this larvae or pupa <laughs> yeah, exactly. inside here? Exactly. exactly. thing we can do. Um, so, yeah. So, for the uh, for the art team, uh, what is your grade, Mr. Maya? Uh, I'm I'm going to stick with an A-. A-. Let's say A-. minus. Uh, it fit the story really well. Um, I liked that it was... I liked the bloodiness of it but it didn't seem too over 
over the top to me. It seemed like it fit. It seemed, but it seemed like it fit. Okay. Um, it it didn't seem like out of place or overly gory for the sake of being gory. It like Mm -hmm. totally fit the story. Uh, and there's some really good facial expressions as well uh, that I enjoyed that that kind of helped the story move along. So yeah, I meant we'll say an A. We'll st- we'll stick with an A instead of the A minus. Okay, cool, uh, Mr. Todd. I'm gonna go ahead with an A minus. I really enjoyed the art. It was um, it was a lot of fun. It, so this is a horror horror slash medical medical drama. drama. <laughs> I mean, but having watched funny. medical drama shows on TV, not medical, like true medical shows, yeah. I would classify those as horrific as well. Sure, but there's a lot of funniness. So it's a horror medical drama, but it's like a dramedy, I guess. There's some good, and it just goes right along with it. And it's, I mean, it was had some creepy vibes going on, but it also made me laugh as I was going through it. I think the art really helped sell that. I mean, even the design for the creature from the Black Lagoon. I mean, they, that thing was top notch. It felt very familiar, like I knew exactly what it was, but it didn't say like, "Oh, look, this is ripped off yeah, from it, something else." It wasn't exactly what we know the creature from the Black Lagoon to be. It was its own. Yeah, it was its own out. thing, and you know, that really sums up a lot of this book. It's like, you know, this is very familiar of a lot of things, but it's its own thing. Oh, and and I, also, I really enjoyed that. I also so. like they mentioned werewolves, but we didn't see them. Yeah, I want right. to see the werewolves in this world. Sure. I, I don't remember if they're in the next one or not. I have to, it's been too long. But so, yeah. <clears throat> so what did I give it an A minus? Yeah, A minus. Uh, for our team, Mister. Uh, I'm, I'm still at an A. I mean, <clears throat> for all the, all the things that Maya and Todd already said, so there's not too much I can add there. But I did like the the thing that Todd brought up that you know you know what these things are because we have our own folklore and myths and legends. But at the same time, it took that and made them alien. So yeah. it was it was just distinct enough to be its own its own um, mythology. Yeah, and I'm going to go with an A. The art is fun and engaging and interesting and also creepy enough. You know, It's not necessarily pleasant art because it's a horror book, but it's still it's very fun. And I gross it. fluids everywhere. There's a lot of gross fluids everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so for overall grade, Mr. Adam. Uh, stick with an A. I mean, this is one of my favorite books. I, I, have, I haven't read it in a long time. I'm really glad I went back and read, did it again, so now I'm going to go pick up the next trade and you know, probably tear through that in half an hour. Uh, my only complaint is that there's not more and yeah. that you know the, they haven't really taken this and capitalized on doing something fun like on CW or HBO or something. Gotcha. So. Uh, Mr. Todd? You know, I can give this an A-. minus. I really enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. It's, um, with a theme of all, it definitely hits the horror month and everything else, but it was, I can't really say it was ever scary. It was grody, and it was good times, but I enjoyed it, but I'm not sure. It, see, horror for me is an interesting thing. Can it, can it be horror if it's funny? Well, I mean, I did a whole panel on that at Comic-Con, and I think it's completely possible. Okay, that's fair. Fine. <laughs> yeah, but hey, man, I had a good time with this. And yeah, I would like to read more and see more. Well, and, I mean, to your Speed point... me, see more. Well, no, but to your point, I think um, the reaction to horror and comedy are very similar. I mean, it's all about a twist, a surprise that comes at you. Mm-hmm. And so, and oftentimes, a lot of times, when people scream at a horror movie, like at a jump scare, it's often always followed by laughter. You know what I mean? Like, like if you're ever in a movie theater and people scream at something, then they'll laugh afterwards. Like, they're, mm-hmm. and so like, I think those two things are very intertwined. And I think when they're both done really well, I think it's really good. It's Actually, kind of like riding a ride at a theme park. Yeah, yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you bring that up because uh, with Cinema Queens two months ago, we did uh, Hannah Gadsby did a special on Netflix called Nanette, mm-hmm. and she was talking about stand-up comedy and everything else. Yeah. And the whole bit, the buildup of stand-up comedy, and also you see with horror, is the building up of tension and then the release. Yeah. 
Because, exactly. you know, you know, a comic's up there saying something and they're like, you know, they might say something kind of messed up or fucked up and you're like, ooh, but then it, it's all taken away because you can laugh and that's what horror is. I mean, that's one of the greatest movie-going experiences of my life was seeing Scream 3 in L.A. at a packed house opening night and having everyone, like, yell at the screen and then there'd be a big jump scare and the whole audience would go, <gasps> and then just sort of bust up laughing and it was it was definitely an experience. Hmm. Awesome. Okay, so final um, grade, so it's Mr. Mayim. Yeah, uh, I'm also giving it an A. You know, I gave it an A for art, A for story. Um, thinking about this more and more, and, and having previously, you know, worked worked at a comic shop, uh, horror comics are a hard sell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you take Walking Dead out of the equation, tell me another horror book that's lasted more than ten issues. That's uh, like Hellraiser or Hellblazer. Mm-hmm. Hellraiser uh, too. But those are mini series that come few and far between. I mean, an ongoing. Oh, no. I, I wasn't trying to like go sure. get your point. Well, yeah, I just, no. That just popped in the head. So. Yeah, but uh, and that's probably why we haven't seen just because horror comics are such a hard sell. Um, but more and more, more people should be reading them because every time we do these horror books, I love the majority of them. Fuck you, mm-hmm. Neonomicon. Uh, <laughs> that book was terrible. <laughs> fish orgy, um, more fish people. It's, hey. it's, it's a genre that I wish we saw more of. But uh, yeah, no, it's a. Uh, 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 like I said, other than Walking Dead, there are a couple other books that I could see that would have lasting effects or, or, or could have a lasting series if they were put out on time. I'm not looking at anything put out by Archie at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I really love this book. Uh, I would totally recommend it to people, especially if, you know, I were like, what kind of books do you like or what kind of things do you like? And they're like, I like horror movies. I would totally shove this book in their face and yell, read it! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool, and then uh, especially I think for me this I don't know why I feel this really is close related to like Evil Dead. Like if you're an Evil Dead fan, I think this is a book. Yeah, that yeah, you're, it seems. You're, yeah, it's very much up that alley. Um, okay, and so uh, I'm gonna go with an A minus. I, I mean, everybody said all things about it. I really dig, mm-hmm. dig this book, especially the second time around. Um, I'm I am glad that I gave it a second chance for this book. So, and I'm glad that Adam recommended it to me originally into this. So, um, anyway, cool. So, uh, does anybody else have anything else they want to bring up on this book before we move on to recommendations? No, I think we've pretty much covered it. It's not going to change well, your life, but you're going to have a ton of fun reading it. Yeah, for sure, right. for sure, for sure, for uh, sure. Cool. So, then, uh, for recommendations, do uh, you have anything, Mr. Adams? I do. So, I have literally played every Spider-Man game that's ever come out back from I'm life. I'm so jealous you've already played that game. I'm waiting until I have to get back to you. California. You can play when you come over today. I, mean, I probably will, yeah. then. Uh, so, i played every single one that's in, like, in the arcades, like Spider-Man The Avengers, everything. I love Spider-Man. Uh, the new one just came out exclusively on PS4, and they have a PS Pro and a 4K TV. That's the most—it's one of the most gorgeous games I've ever played in my life. It really is. Yeah, it's you're Spider-Man, and you're flying around or, or web swinging around a, a real life in New York. Like, actually, one of the reviewers uh, for I think IGN or Gamespot found his apartment. <laughs> like we were like we was were, he in there? No, <laughs> he's just in there jerking off. Thanks, Google uh, Maps drones. Like we, we we went to Times Square and Clark showed me the uh, the hotel he and his family stayed at when they were in New York a couple years ago. Like we can find our hotel. Yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll do it. We'll we, go find we'll, our hotel. Okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, it's right by the Empire State Building, which yep. I actually had to go take a picture of. It's it's one it's one block off, so I, I know where to find well, it. I was actually walking in Rockefeller's uh, Center to take yeah. a picture of the statue, and then you yeah. walk around and take a picture of Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. Like it's it's a ton of fun. The so far right now the combat plays kind of like uh, Arkham Arkham Knight or you know the Arkham games. Arkham Arkham City. Yeah, but, that's what I was hoping actually because Arkham City you can sort of. Webs, like connect grapple hook to almost anything and that was what I was concerned about like as long as you could do that I think that's really where the 
the selling point for Spider-Man is going to be, yeah. you know. Uh, it, it's really cool. There's there's a million fucking things to unlock. And the, the thing that's cool is, like, when you unlock these towers, kind of like you do in Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. is you get, like, oh, there's, like, you know, you're on your mission, but then, hey, someone's getting mugged. Well, you have to go help them because you get um, crime points, and then you get, like, other points. And that's what you use to actually uh, unlock new skills, okay. unlock new suits. And it's cool is you can get the uh, the Spider-Man Noir suit, which when you power do a special power, it's like, okay, guards, if they see you, they can't call for backup. Yeah. But then you can switch over to be in the Iron Spider suit and use that power instead of the Iron Spider legs. You mm-hmm. really, It's really customizable. It's a lot of fun. You can play as like Mary Jane, do like stealth sequences and stuff. It's it's everything they told us it was going to be, and it's the best Spider-Man game that I've ever played, ever made. So That sounds really awesome. I'm, nice. I'm looking forward to it. Just from watching you play it and, and from having a couple of people say what they would like before the game came out and now especially after watching you play it I really want Insomniac continue doing Marvel games and have their own Marvel video game universe with yeah. everything kind of tied together well, that'd be cool that'd and be really this cool. is the Spider-Man that's in the MCU because you can yeah. go to Stark Tower and everything else that's pretty cool hmm. uh, now I want to figure out the address of Stark Tower that's maybe something we'll have to do later today Mr. Todd do you have any recommendations? Yeah, I um, started watching it again. There was this anime called Last Exile that came out well over a decade ago, mm-hmm. but it's in my collection. And in the classic Japanese way, it actually, the setting is on a distant planet, but the whole uh, clothing and style of that is a very uh, German-Austrian post-World War One aesthetic going on, mm-hmm. and a little bit as well of like Castle in the Sky. So you kind of okay. combine those two things, and that's how it's fun. It's... Um, they did a full run of it, and it has good times. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Mr. Meyer? Uh, I'm also going to recommend a video game. Uh, as we record this, this past week, not only did Spider-Man come out, mm-hmm. uh, but the, the first big expansion for Destiny 2, Forsaken, came out. And if you're someone that played Destiny 2 and kind of fell off because you, didn't, you felt like there wasn't really... Uh, like you felt like you ran out of things to do... Uh, this game has so much to do in it. It adds so much. Uh, they've added a triumph system, which are basically like in-game achievements. So uh, you should have, as long as you haven't completed everything, all the all the triumphs, uh, you should have so much to do forever. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of fun. the The story mode itself is very much a revenge western tale. Uh, this is a not a spoiler by any means because it's been in all the trailers, but uh, our, our beloved Cade Six, who was originally voiced by Nathan Fillion, and Nolan North had to come in and record for this one because Nathan was busy, uh, is dead. And the story is basically you're tracking down his killers uh, to get revenge. And it's really awesome, and there's I'm still trying to unpack everything there is to do in it. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Um, and uh, since we're sort of on a horror movie thing, I think I already recommended... Uh, the comic Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, I think a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to yeah. recommend that again, but I'm going to recommend um, an old horror comedy that I revisited because I had to re- do this panel. For those of you who haven't seen The Burbs, it's really yes, fun. Yes, I love and that movie. The Burbs. A lot of fun. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it's basically... Um, Oh, why am I blanking? Tom Hanks uh, and his wife is played by Princess Leia herself. Mm-hmm. Um, he is—he's uh, taking a, a staycation, well before staycation was a thing. And uh, his, his the house next door is full of weird, creepy people, and they're semi-convinced that the weird, creepy people next door have killed their neighbor, and they're trying to sneak around. Like it's—it's it's basically a bunch of adult men acting like a bunch of like fourteen-year-old boys, you know, trying to check out a haunted house. But it's really fun, and since we're kind of doing horror movie stuff. Uh, and Horror Month, go check out The Burbs. It's really fun. And you got Bruce Dern before he dried up into a apricot pit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's very true. 
Yeah, it's and I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of fun stuff going on in that movie. So uh, definitely go check that out. Cool. Um, so, I'm gonna kill everyone. Everyone. Satan is good. Satan is your friend. Yep. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, do love that. Oh, so next week, Todd, you will finally get to make all your Satan jokes because we'll be doing clean room next week. We're oh, episode 130. We? Yes, okay. we are. Um, and then uh, we'll continue up after that. We'll do Justice League Dark, which was Todd's recommendation, <laughs> and then so we good. will do Plastic with in 132, which we can say now we actually got a lovely little interview with the. Um, writer of plastic super cool super nice guy yeah. um, and so we will be uh, having a little bit of that interview played um on that episode as well so uh look forward to that and uh then after that i believe it is going to be jughead the hunger Jug- jughead the hunger and that will finish up our halloween month He's hungry Which, I'm, I'm excited to finally finish reading because i have the issues of it yeah. i've only but i've only read the first one that's the only one of the but ones we're doing so far i haven't read yet but so. it's uh it's you know we've had you know zom- zombie archie book we've yeah had mm-hmm. Uh, Sabrina, and this is a Jughead werewolf book. Yep, and then next... If Sabrina 2 doesn't come out by next year, Vampironica. we'll have Vampironica. So I, I think yeah. we're going to try to keep the Archie uh, horror books as much of a uh, tradition as possible. We've, we've I think. liked them so far. So. We have, yeah. actually. They've done really fun work stuff with them. So anyway, cool. So uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you on the flip side. Bye! Bye. Bye. You guys are pretty good when you're in tune together. Kind of nice. Okay, good. So that happened. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.